0: Welcome back to CFO Weekly, where we're talking with financial leaders about how to build efficiency in their teams, create time for strategy, and ultimately get results with your host, Megan Weiss. Let's jump right in. Today, my guest is Scott Parnell. Scott is the Chief Financial Officer at DailyPay. Since joining the DailyPay team, he has built a fortress balance sheet to ensure the safety and soundness of their offering. Scott spent over 20 years as a finance leader in organizations such as TIAA, Citigroup, and Student Loan Corporation. He has a wealth of expertise and experience in leading businesses to achieve financial success. Matched with his entrepreneurial spirit and enthusiasm, Scott has played a pivotal role in not only laying down the cultural foundation at Daily Pay, but also designing an efficient finance team. An effective communicator and change maker, he is known to drive visions from here to there. Scott is a CPA and has a BBA from the University of Texas at Austin and an MBA from Columbia Business School. During his free time, Scott enjoys time with his family, hiking, and cycling. Scott, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you and your listeners.
0: Yeah, today we're going to be talking about your journey as a CFO, but also discussing a topic that's somewhat new to me and the market in general, I think, but seems to be gaining in popularity, which is on-demand pay. Um, I'm excited to learn more about this topic, so let's get started. Fantastic. First of all, let's start with you. Uh, Let's take a look at your career journey and and how it is that you got to where you are today.
1: Sure. I started um, working for Arthur Anderson a long, long time ago. Um, you know, when there were, it was one of the big eight public accounting firms, and um, very early in my career, I was attracted to the CFO and controller spots. Um, I was energized by the blend of leadership, technical abilities, and opportunities to impact uh, the company and the industries that the CFO um, operated in. And um, so, very early. In my career, I got some great mentorship on how to build the skill set, the toolkit uh, to be able to be a successful CFO and went, on, went ahead and pursued that. Over the years, I picked up my MBA. I migrated from being a, a more of a debits and credits um, accountant to being a broader um, finance uh, professional. And um, I focused my career in financial services. Uh, such as banking, brokerage, and insurance, and picked up a lot of skills along the way. And the last thing I'd say is throughout my career, um, I've been blessed with a lot of roles that allowed me the privilege of leading meaningful transformations for the organizations that I was working with. And that's something that I really enjoy doing. Um, that's something that um, you know, every time you do it, you get to learn, you get to contribute, you get to have impact, And and I just find that very fulfilling.
0: Yeah, those transformations are very like meaningful experiences. So that's great that you've been able to uh, have a few of those experiences along the way. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I I think it's great that you knew early that you wanted to be a CFO. I think a lot of people maybe just fall into the role eventually. But uh, to know that you wanted to do that early on is, is awesome. That was good. And I
1: followed that path for a really long time and ended up at um, some very large organizations. But the last time I found myself looking for the next opportunity, um, I did some soul searching and um, decided that I wanted to focus on earlier stage companies where you have much more ability to impact everything from the day-to-day to the strategy. While there's always an element of of the corporate and and board related activities, it's not the primary part. Um, It's it's less specialized. So you get a lot, you get to touch a lot more things in an early stage company. And so I was looking for that. um, And that's how I found my way to Daily Pay. It was an amazing company with a great value proposition that had um, tremendous um, market opportunities and seemed like it had the, the, um, the wherewithal to deliver.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. And it sounds similar to my story. I'm, I worked for a large organization for a very long time and eventually came to the conclusion that I wanted something less specialized because those big organizations tend to pigeonhole people. So, so let's talk a little bit about daily pay and, and what it is that they do. Absolutely.
1: So daily pay, uh, We are a hyper-growth technology company that provides benefits to employees and their employers. Um, We're most known for our gold standard on demand pay solution, where we integrate with companies' time and attendance systems, the payroll systems, the HRAS systems, in order to improve financial health of employees. Let me double click on that. I'll give you an example. If you worked at one of our partners, say Target or
0: Torchy's tacos. Oh, I'm looking. Um, I just had Torchy's tacos last night for
1: dinner. Love Torchy's tacos. <laughs> Me um, too. Love tar- ta- uh, target. We love all of our, our of our partners, but um, we integrate with each of these companies, and because the integration with our, 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 our the company systems, um, say you work a shift within a few in a very short amount of time after your shift, you can go on an app and see your pay balance. And by pay balance, I mean the amount of money you'll make on the next payday for the hours you've already worked in this pay period. Wow. So it's like going into the ATM and saying, how much money do I have in my savings account? So within a short amount of time after that shift, you can look at it. Now, many people just use this feature to plan better. Perhaps they take on an extra shift or manage their spending and saving differently. But if people need access to their pay balance before payday, we give them access to their money for $2.99. We'll move cash to their, their credit, their debit card within 30 seconds. Wow. Or if they have a little bit more time, we can do it overnight for a buck 99 or even for free. So you can imagine having access to money that they've already earned. How that changes the game when they've got bills to pay and want to avoid late fees. Or they they need to deal with a a medical bill so they can get to work or or whatever, right? We find on average, we save the employees themselves that use our product over $1,100 of hard money, overdrafts, late fees, and such per year. And this is a demographic um, that that really needs that $1,100 each year. Right, And because we're helping solve those problems, everything from planning to access to their own money, um, those employees on average stay 40% longer with their employers. They have lower absenteeism. They are more engaged at work. And so you can imagine if you're the CFO of a company that offers daily pay, you appreciate this because the companies typically do not pay us anything for at least the on-demand pay product that we offer. All they have is an integration um, administration, um, a, a little bit of additional work that they have to do to help us integrate into their systems. But once we're set up, it's it's pretty light touch, no change management. And so the employee wins, lower cost, less stress. The employer wins because they have lower turnover and more engaged staff. And we win because we've got an amazing um, product market fit um, that could help, you know, we see it over 49 million employees here in the US alone.
0: That's amazing. Um how I, so on-demand pay is is truly something I just heard of this year. So how long has that been around for?
1: There have been different versions of it for some time, but um our gold standard product has been out since 2018. And um, so it's still relatively new. And even since I joined late 2019, we've gone from where we're primarily evangelizing and explaining what is, um, you know, what is on-demand pay to now over 37% of the market is aware of it or is looking for a solution so they can be more competitive at attracting and retaining great talent. Um, And so we've kind of turned the corner and now it's about, um, you know, scaling up to meet all that growing demand.
0: And who is your ideal client? It, we
1: we want to help everybody out there. Um, we right now our model fits clients that have four hundred or more employees, just because of the integration on the front end and you know the dependencies that we have on the there being good good processes around payroll and, and data management.
0: Um, and and how exactly? Like, what if a company already outsources payroll um, to, let's say, like an ADP? Do you integrate with that provider, or how does that work?
1: That, that's an amazing. Um, that's a great question, and that's one of the things DailyPay. It's one of our secret sauces. We are our, our technology is so versatile that. We integrate with ADP, we integrate with Paylossity, we integrate with all of the payroll providers out there. I think we have over 180 different um, integration uh, configurations that we're currently supporting, and we're adding new ones every day. And that, again, that spans from the more market-dominant ADP to more industry-specific providers to homegrown systems Uh, some of the largest companies have homegrown um, accounting systems and payroll systems. And we, we integrate with those as well.
0: And as you look back on your time with daily pay, what are your proudest achievements since joining that company?
1: Well, first, you know, I'd say the enterprise success has got to be number one, seeing daily pay help so many um, is very rewarding right now. We're helping over 2.6 million employees have access to our platform. And, um, you know, seeing that grow as we invest in new ways to help our partners and their employees is is very rewarding and and one of the key reasons I came to daily pay. the second is um you know really building a fortress balance sheet, helping fund over five hundred million dollars of financing between debt, equity and warehouse financing so we can deliver uh, you, know, you know deliver our promises that we've made to our partners and investors. Um, third is driving the p and l. That's what I call you know helping the organization prioritize and balance the investments. And you got to think about all the waves that we had to go through the past couple of years between COVID and, and the, the various different uh, uncertainties um, in the capital markets and such. So, uh, you know, helping the company through the exogenous activities as well as the hyper growth, and as we evolve as a company internally. And then the last thing I'd say is helping Daily Pay build what I call financial engines and brakes, you know, just building an awesome finance and admin team. I have legal under me as well. And, and making sure that we're implementing the right enterprise risk management and, and the right tone at the top. Um, so we're able to help the company think
0: and you know, execute and control. Those are some amazing achievements. Um, it's been a great team effort. Yeah, I'm sure it has been. Our, our, just out of curiosity, are you guys public? Are you a public company?
1: No, we finished our Series D round in May of this last year, and um, we're not public. But um, you know, like all rapid growth companies that have constant need for capital, we do want to create as much optionality for our board as it relates to um, how they might fund the balance sheet. And as such, um, you know, we we are putting in you know, your typical controls that would give them the maximum opportunity to um, you know, source different fundings
0: and. What, if any, are the downsides of on-demand pay? What
1: are the downsides of on-demand pay? I don't know if
0: there are any, but well, you know, just curious.
1: We see it as there, there are not many downsides. Again, we see the benefits as all positive. I think where some people are concerned are you're giving people access to money and do they spend it before they get payday? Um, I, I think there's that concern. We have a lot of data that says, um, people use our product very um, you know, very smartly. and ha- you know a lot of people again just use the the product to know they don't even draw on their money. They're just plant using it to do better planning. Um, but I, I would I would also say that there are some less compliant solutions out there in the marketplace um, under the guise of on demand pay. And we've put every effort in to make sure that we're super compliant. And um, you know we're putting together a very secure, um, very secure set of solutions that have high reliability and amazing infor- information security. And so you know I, I think what we're trying to do is make sure that the rest of the industry is holding up the same standards that we are.
0: Does it complicate taxes or anything? Or no, not really. It, it doesn't. The way we do it,
1: we've engineered our product to make sure that we're. Um, very compliant with regard to tax labor and, um, you know, money transfer and other forms of, of oversight. Um, and so no, it, it doesn't really complicate taxes the way we do it. However, it can, if you look at some of our competitors and how they go to market.
0: So you touched on this a bit, but prior to joining DailyPay, you worked for a long time at large enterprise organizations. So talk to us about the transition of moving from that, you know, mature company to an earlier stage growth company.
1: You know, I have to say, I really valued all my time at some amazing large organizations. You know, it, it's been great cutting my teeth at City. City helped me find my voice as a leader, and go from you know I was a very good optimizer to you know how do you go from being someone that can provide a solution to how do you go to become someone who can lead large groups of people with different interests and priorities through large-scale change, and I learned that at City, and appreciate every day that I had there. Um, I valued my time at MetLife. I've appreciated my time at TIAA, and Again, very proud of those accomplishments. As I mentioned before, I really wanted to have a more hands-on experience for my next opportunity. And um, so I was looking forward to, to taking my skills that I learned at the big company to uh, you know earlier stage company. And thankful for all I learned in transformation. Coming in and having those transformation skills, that is super critical. And if, if you have only done the job of you know, kind of repeating what your predecessor did with modest um, improvements or even large improvements, but within, you know, a, a limited number of changes, um, that would not prepare you well for an early stage high, hyper growth company. So having that transformation background is super helpful and, and um, definitely get yourself experience in in doing that, if you want to be successful in early stage. Um, coming to daily pay, that's helped me sharpen a few skills. Um, one, first is prioritization. It's one thing to know what you want to look like in three years. It's something completely different to know which things you absolutely have to do today versus which things can wait a year and a half. Um, and so constant prioritization um, is, is a must. And it's not just because of you might be limited in cash, you might be limited in in management focus or resources, and so that prioritization um, got sh- that prioritization skill got super sharpened over the last two years since I've been here. The second thing is when, when you're in a hyper growth mode, you have to balance your investments as a company every day. And you have to make sure that you're investing in your distribution at just the right pace. For um, you know the growth that you need, while you're finding just the right pace of investment, hardening your systems, or scaling your your um, your back end, and so that has been a key focus. That'll force you to really understand how your product works and what the needs of your customers are, and so constant balancing of investment. The third thing is. Um, As an early stage company that isn't yet profitable and one that has a a heavy balance sheet focus, constant funding. I'm always talking to potential investors, be it equity, be it um, warehouse financing, be it um, debt. And we already know today what my next four financings must be, and we've got a map for it. So we're covering the market and making sure that, um, you know, we know what they're looking for. We know who's looking for what and figuring out who the best partners are to help us get to where we need to be. Uh, Lastly, and this was the biggest surprise for me. It shouldn't have been, but it was Um, the talent pools for people that fit early growth companies. It's different than the talent pools that I I was successful tapping into uh, at larger companies Um, earlier stage. The the comp structure is different, right? People get less cash, um, you know, the, they more often, you know, take more on the equity side, and that doesn't fit everybody. Um, also, you know, the, the some people do really well with um, less definition mm-hmm. of boundaries between what everyone does. Uh, some people like more of that, and so uh, finding people that have the right fit for um, earlier stage companies and that have, um, you know, kind of a more pioneering spirit. Um, that that was a bigger difference than what I was expecting coming here. But now now I've been successful here and I'm very proud of the team, but um, had to had to go a completely different way of staffing up my team uh, to find the right people.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting and something that I probably would not have guessed myself. But as the CFO of a company at um, uh, that's just starting up, how do you balance that startup mentality, which is more about risk-taking, with controls and, you know, having having to put controls into place?
1: I, I love that question too. Um, I've spent a good part of my career focused on, you know, the control and risk management aspects just based on the companies that I grew up in. Um, you know, for instance, I helped, um, a subsidiary of, of um, city put together a Sarbanes Oxley compliance program before the ink was dry on Sarbanes Oxley, um, way back when. And so, and I've also built out different economic capital regimes and, and other things. Here at Daily Pay, what we did was we let urgency kind of define where we focused first. And so we had three things that could get us in really quick trouble. Um, thing one was credit. We're extending. We're exposed to whether a company can make their payroll. Uh, if if we give you know if we give access for a company's employees to their payroll, I need to make sure I get the money back. And so we stood up a credit committee that helps us monitor that big risk and um, you know, actually filter which companies will underwrite. The, the second thing that that um, could be existential for daily pay was information security. We had to be above the standard to make sure that we're protecting our partners' data, our, you know, their employees' data, and their everybody's money. And if we weren't serious and weren't ahead of the game on InfoSec, that would have been, um, you know, company ending. And so we had a committee on InfoSec. The third place we started from a control standpoint was um, operation risk. We have a very elegant solution that we provide, but it has a lot of moving parts. And so making sure that we have good risk management around keeping all of the things working at the right pace and, and all the handoffs working, that was super important, especially as we were starting. And so having people get around to talk about what could break and why, what could go wrong and why, super important. So we, we stood up that. And then lastly, um, I mentioned the financing earlier. Every dollar is so dear at an early stage company that we had to put um, pretty rigorous controls around um, you know, monitoring our dollars both in and out, making sure that we know how our revenue is doing on an almost minute-by-minute basis and making sure that um, someone very senior was making the decision on whether we could spend our our precious dollars. And so I think those four things were existential for daily pay, um, and every company has to figure out what their core four things are. Now, as we have had more resources, both human and financial, we have built a more thoughtful end-to-end enterprise enterprise risk management capability. You know, we, we, we didn't want to have a bunch of different risk management systems and have redundancy. We wanted to make sure that um, we we're very rational and effective as well as efficient in managing our, our, uh, our risk. And not just risk avoidance, but making sure that we we're making commercial risk management decisions. And so we stood up and are still in the process of fine-tuning an enterprise risk management um, Culture that helps us manage all the different threads of risks that you'd want to in a company like this, and prioritize and uh, even identify you know market opportunities through doing so.
0: Oh, well, it sounds like you guys are doing a great job of that. I know you know sometimes <laughs> accounting finance can be viewed as the the cops of the organization or the people that always say no, um, but it sounds like you guys are have a nice balance between control, and that startup mentality. I,
1: I think that's right. And I can double click on that a little bit. Um, it, it is our job to say no, but it's also our job to state the conditions to how we can say yes and help the business get there. And so I hold, I hold my team up to that standard.
0: Yeah, that is very important to say no. But uh, if you do say no, have um, a reason or an alternative in mind
1: especially the alternative. How do we yeah. how do we accomplish what you want to accomplish without putting the company at too much risk?
0: So daily pay is obviously making a lot of people's lives easier, but are there any tools or technologies that you're personally using right now that are helping to make your team's life or, or your life easier at the moment?
1: We have, um, I think, gone through a very common maturity Um evolution of our tools. I think a lot of companies go through something similar where you start on um, you know a great tool like QuickBooks, but quickly outgrow it and then have to upgrade to um, you know I don't, don't want to give too much advertisement for people, but uh, you know other other ledger. Um, and so over the past couple of years we've upgraded our ledger to a more common um, you know early growth company type ledger. We've upgraded our our planning system and are using a um, integrated lateral planning tool that I think is amazing. Um, we have implemented um, some SaaS based tools for everything from reporting to how we do our you know publishing of our dashboards to how we are um, you know doing. You know, it, there, there are just so many tools that we put in um, you know the the, the cl- Monthly close automation is another one. Um, so there has been a big focus on that, making sure that we're being both efficient as well as effective.
0: Yeah, technology is its, it's amazing. It's come such a long way in the last 20 years. Yeah,
1: it, I started when laptops were almost unheard of. So oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I started not <laughs> long after that.
1: But definitely um, a lot of advancement, even in the last couple of years. Um, I've probably rolled out, five different planning systems over the years, and each generation of tool gets more intuitive. Um, it becomes easier to distribute accountability and help um, you know, create many uh, finance partners out of all of the PL owners in the company. And so that, that's been a lot of fun to see evolve.
0: And what advice do you have for CFOs who are looking to drive strategic value to grow revenue and margin?
1: You know, I... I think about this a lot and it's a very humbling question, right? Because your, your listeners, I'm I'm sure even in my many years, I I don't have a lot of things in my playbook that aren't in everybody's playbook. But what I can say is I, I can share the, 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 how I look at it, the approaches I use, it really does matter what the strategy is. Like When I was in crisis management and you know trying to save a company whose market was falling out from under it, um, you know, there the focus was okay. Let's create a Pareto diagram of every customer, what their profitability is. Let's look at every driver of performance and profitability. Let's look at adjacencies to see where we might have opportunity. And how do we save as many jobs and market value as possible? That's very different than what we've been dealing with here at DailyPay where um, it's, you know, the market's growing at 100 to 200% um, every six months, right? And so what we do is build, validate, refine, break, and then rebuild the models um, as we test each driver and learn what ones are really working. Um, second, how do we build infrastructure to measure those drivers and keep deep diving into the surprises? Um, thirdly, we partner passionately with the PL leaders of the company and the customer focusing, um, focused individuals of the company. Um, There's so many insights, any piece of friction we pay attention to because it's either an efficiency opportunity, a market opportunity or both. Um, additionally, I try to have as many relationships with customers, with CFOs at companies that we support, um, because there's a treasure trove of opportunities. Um, we also, you know, pay attention to what the customers are telling us from behind the scenes. The third is the next thing we also do is we just challenge people. We bring them in the room and say, Hey, we got to get to a certain place. How do we do that? I I could go on and on, but I'm guessing I'm not telling any secrets. It's just... The real question is, how do you get the whole company working on these things together? Yeah. Um, and that's what I really enjoy doing is, is leading that charge.
0: Em- empowering people. And, and I think people, you know, they respond well to that and, and enjoy the opportunity to feel like they're giving value to the companies they work for.
1: That's a, a, a great point. You know, how do you tap into that? Uh, if you can, um, you have a much higher degree of success.
0: So, lastly, as a CFO, what what is keeping you up at night right now?
1: Well, it's it's planning season, <laughs> and so I'm going through the whole process right now of um, thinking through where we put our next dollar and where I harvest my next dollar and where I'm going to find that next dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, a lot of my energy is going into making sure that we're creating that baseline multi year plan that everyone's calibrated to. So in two weeks, when the world changes, we can all change uh, together. Um, I think the second thing is, I'm still every day focusing on building my team. Um, There's one or two roles uh, that we need to drop in to deliver what we've promised to deliver in the next year. And right now, while we've been incredibly successful, landing great talent, it's a very competitive market, especially for certain skills like, yeah. like tax and, and controller and such. And so um, we're energized in finding the right diverse set of people to help our team um, you know, deliver next year. I, I think the third thing I've mentioned, you know, we're always in the market looking at our next financing. Um, or building the relationships we might need for the next two or three financings. And so we're, we're spending a lot of our time um, making sure that we've charted a good course there and that the relationships will be there when we need it.
0: Yeah, finding talent these days is definitely not easy. I think it's as competitive as I've ever seen it. And, you know, for the last 10 to 15 years, the accounting profession has been struggling with talent. So. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to talk my daughter into becoming an accountant. We'll <laughs> it is a great career path. So many options.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Scott, thank you so much for being my guest today.
1: It's been a delight, and thank you and your listeners for giving me some time.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed speaking with you and hearing about your experiences and all of the resulting insights that you've shared with us today. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to be here, and I wish you and Daily Pay all the best. It sounds like. You guys are doing amazing things together.
1: Sure trying. Thank you.
0: To all of our listeners, please tune in next week. And until then, take care.
1: If you're ready to boost efficiency and streamline your accounting processes at significant cost savings, it's time to talk with Personev. Their people-powered solutions have transformed the delivery of back office tasks and general accounting functions for decades. Partnering with clients to provide everything from accounts payable to payroll services. See what Personev can do for you by visiting personev.com.
0: You've been listening to CFO Weekly presented by Personev. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to hear all of our episodes.